Hey everyone. Okay. So whip out your Google Earth or whatever map apps you prefer to use. You're going to need it today. We are now standing at the corner of West 71st Street and Southwestern Avenue. Put that on in your app. This is episode 9 of the Off the Beaten Podcast National Podcast Post Month Series as we continue our stroll down Western Avenue, the longest street in Chicago. Those of you who've been listening to the series regularly, and I appreciate you so much for doing so, will notice we took a few days off. Yeah, well... I reached a low efficacy point here in this ongoing COVID journey, and I just really needed a few days to recharge. I apologize for the break. I honestly cannot promise it won't happen again. But yes, back on the hunt, and I'm hoping to double up on a few days of episodes so we can still hit our goal of 30 episodes for this month. But for now, let's talk about this area. Did you bring it up in your app? Good. Okay. There's a feature of Western that I really want to point out to you. If you zoom out on your app and notice the neighborhood names, you will notice on the east side of Western, there is Inglewood and West Inglewood. On the west side of Western Avenue, you'll notice there is Chicago Lawn and Marquette Park. As we move north, you're going to notice that this is a defining feature of Western Avenue. It often serves as a boundary line to separate communities. So as we continue our journey, keep an open eye for that. Now, for this mile of our journey, let's look at these communities we find ourselves surrounded by right now. So to the east, we have Inglewood. Inglewood is one of the 77 official community areas in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, At its peak population in 1960, over 97,000 people lived in its approximately three square miles. But the neighborhood's population has since dropped dramatically, unfortunately. In 2000, it had a population of approximately 40,000 inhabitants, and the 2010 census indicated that its population has further declined to approximately 30,000. Before 1850, Inglewood was an oak forest with much swamp land. Can you imagine that? In 1852, several railroad lines crossed at what became known as Junction Grove, stimulating the beginning of what we know today as Inglewood. The Union Stockyard provided employment to early residents. And then in 1868, Henry B. Lewis, a wool merchant in the Loop and Board of Education member, suggested a new name from his association with Inglewood, New Jersey. Yes. Inglewood is named after a city in New Jersey. In 1865, Junction Grove was annexed to the town of Lake and to Chicago in 1889. The World's Columbian Exposition at nearby Jackson Park in 1893 led to real estate speculation and expansion of the community. Now, notable former residents of Inglewood reads as a who's who of American culture. Okay, follow me here. You've got Young Chop, a music producer. Derek Rose, professional basketball player who played for the Bulls, currently plays for Detroit Pistons. Uh, Charles Deneen, who was the 23rd governor of Illinois from 1905 to 1913 and actually went on to become a United States senator from 1925 to 1931. You've got Little Dirk, the rapper. H.H. Holmes, the serial killer and con artist uh, who operated a murder castle at uh, the corner of South Wallace Avenue and West 63rd Street, was a resident of Inglewood from 1886 to 1894. Uh, Jennifer Hudson, I'm sure you've heard of her, singer and actress. Uh, Chief Keith, the rapper. Bernie Mac, uh, 
rest in peace, uh, actor and comedian, was raised in Inglewood near West 69th Street and South Sangamon Street. Little Reese, the rapper, uh, Frito Santana, the rapper, and one of my favorite singers in the world, Mavis Staples. All of those people are from Inglewood. Amazing. Also, uh, I've had the pleasure to work with uh, both residents of Inglewood as well as educators and students uh, there. Huge shout out to Charles H. Henderson Elementary School in particular. Uh, it's a great school with a great staff and they do so much uh, within the community. I've attended many public events there and it is always a pleasure. So thank you to everyone over there in Henderson uh, for all that you do. Now, let's turn our attention to Chicago Lawn. Chicago Lawn is also one of the official 77 community areas of Chicago. Now, as I mentioned in a previous episode, the city has 77 official community areas, right? Which are designations used for statistical purposes mostly, but inside of those community areas are hundreds of neighborhoods. So I apologize because I tend to use the terms community area and neighborhood interchangeably, but inside of the community area of Chicago Lawn is the neighborhood confused yet of Marquette Park and we'll be taking a look at both so <laughs> so the city <laughs> it's, it's just so it's like so much right you're like oh my god it's so much but I mean you know what like if you were a Chicago resident you refer to all of these places as neighborhoods right you're in the Chicago Lawn neighborhood you're in the Marquette Park neighborhood you're in the Inglewood neighborhood the West Inglewood neighborhood uh so that's how you talk about it if you were walking down the street currently or if you're a Chicago resident right all right. So the city of Chicago lawn was founded by John F. Eberhardt in 1871. Although it was annexed by the city of Chicago in 1889, it remained mostly farmland with some scattered settlements until the 1920s. Then between 1920 and 1930, the population increased from 14,000 to 47,000 people. Residents of German and Irish descent began to move into the area from the back of the yards in Inglewood neighborhoods. Then Polish, Bohemians, Lithuanians followed them. And then most new residents belonged to various Protestant denominations. But Chicago Lawn also was home to many Roman Catholic churches and schools. Uh, today, there are, uh, there are six Catholic institutions that make up the Market Park Catholic Campus Council, actually. Um, so Chicago Lawn was a thriving urban neighborhood as the Depression hit the nation. And by 1940, its population had reached 49,291 people. Now, Chicago's changing racial demographics have had a profound impact on Chicago Lawn. In the 1960s, many of the white Americans had fled Inglewood and West Inglewood, and Chicago Lawn became a target for civil rights groups uh, for opening housing marches during the civil rights movement. On August 5th, 1966, as part of the Chicago Freedom Movement, uh, Martin Luther King actually led a march through Marquette Park. In response, hundreds of white counter-protesters descended, wielding bricks, bottles, and rocks. Very famously, one of them threw a rock right at Dr. King's head and sent him to his knees as worried aides rushed to seal him. After recovering from the blow, King declared, I've been in many demonstrations all across the South, but I can say that I have never seen, even in Mississippi and Alabama, mobs as hostile and as hate-filled as I'm seeing in Chicago. So, that brings us to Marquette Park. Whew. 
Marquette Park is actually a park and is the largest park on the southwest side of Chicago at 323 acres. Uh, residents tend to call the neighborhood around the park Marquette Park, although technically it's a part of the Chicago Lawn neighborhood. Once again, are you confused yet? <laughs> so the park is named for Father Jacques Marquette, who lived from 1637 to 1675. And he was a French Canadian Jesuit missionary who founded Michigan's first European settlement. How he got here, I have no idea. But anyway, Marquette Park, uh, very notoriously for a decade, served as the local headquarters for the National Socialist Party of America. So if you're thinking, I've heard of that group before, well, who are they again? They would commonly go by the name Nazis. <laughs> so let me say it for the record, and please feel free to say it with me. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> no, real talk, I really do. But anyway, um... <laughs> In the 1970s, the National Socialist Party of America leader, Frank Collin, regularly held demonstrations in the park, uh, and that's where their headquarters were. Now, I'm not going to blow smoke up your cuckoo-cachoo. There are people who can tell you about the history of Chicago's Nazi neighborhood way better than me. Uh, in fact, WBZ and uh, the podcast and radio show Curious City have done multiple pieces about Marquette Park. So I will put those links down in the episode notes, including their interactive website, which is actually entitled The Nazis Neighborhood and was created in 2017. So that brings us to 63rd Street, right? So stop and think about it. We started at 119th Street. Now we're at 63rd, but we still have a lot of ground to cover. As always, thank you all for tuning in and spending a little time with us. Uh, we hope you're learning a lot and be sure to check out all of the resources down in the episode notes for more information. I'll be back tomorrow. That's the plan, hopefully, uh, with not only more information, but also some shout outs as well. I love shout outs and we've got people to actually rate and review on our different podcast outlets. So I'm going to give some shout outs. All right. Be sure to like subscribe share and if you have a few extra minutes rate and review i will give you a shout out on your podcast app it really helps with the visibility of the podcast it also makes us feel really good come on now a uh, positive reinforcement we all need it sometime all right that's all i got for today thank you so much and i will see you all soon peace peace